Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, it's Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Wendy's studios here at 55 past the hour. Don't forget, right now at Wendy's, kickstart your morning with a new breakfast burrito. This isn't your average breakfast burrito. We're talking six strips of bacon, seasoned potatoes, two fresh cracked eggs, and two slices of cheese, all wrapped in a warm flour tortilla. It's a complete breakfast in one hand, ready to go anywhere you go. Introducing Wendy's new breakfast burrito. Being joined now by Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks beat writer for The Athletic. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore name. Buy his book, 100 Things Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Eric, let's talk uh, about what the Bucks did at the NBA trade deadline. Obviously, Robin Lopez goes for a player that nobody will ever see play in the NBA, but it frees up. Uh, you know, just over $8 million in luxury tax money uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks owners, which is great. Also puts him in a position to possibly avoid the second apron of the luxury tax. And then, of course, the trade that I certainly didn't see coming, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks trading campaign and a second-round pick in 2027 for point guard Pat Beverly. Did you see it coming? I don't know if I saw that particular one coming, but I think when you looked at this trade deadline, um, I know this time of year is always a, a time where people get excited about the endless possibilities. Um, but I, I think one thing I tried to do in, in my writing and, you know, discussing this team was, you know, trying to lay out that the possibilities weren't so endless this year. Um, you know, the Bucks wanted to keep their top four, uh, you know, that core four that they have intact. So the, no Giannis, no Dame, no Chris, no Brooke in any trades. So if, if you keep them out of it, that's going to take you out of, you know, trading for another all-star, essentially. And then you go down to that next level, and, you know, you have Bobby Portis, you know, who's making $11 million, Pat Connaughton, who's making $9 million. Those were going to be the kind of guys that you had to trade to, to try to get another impact, uh, another impactful player. And it just didn't seem like they really had – a lot from a player perspective to trade. And then when you look at their picks, you know, they could have gotten creative in trying to find ways to further pick swap their pick swaps, but they didn't have any first rounders to trade. Uh, The only second rounders that they had to trade were the Blazers 2024 pick, which looks like the number 35 pick in the draft right now, uh, this upcoming draft and the 2027 second round pick. And when you put together all of that, and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, what could they really do? Even when you add in, you know, guys like Marjan Bochamp or, or Campaign that you might trade at the bottom of the roster, 
Um, there just wasn't really a package that the Bucks could, in my mind, put together that was really going to allow them to compete for truly, you know, like the, the guys that are somewhere between four and seven in your rotation. They could only really compete for the guys seven to ten in the rotation. And, and I think in Patrick Beverly, they found a pretty clear upgrade. Um, I think this Bucks team has had a bunch of guards that play offense, whether it's Damon Lillard, Malik Beasley, Campaign. All three of those guys are offense-first players, and that's what this Bucks team kind of had. In Patrick Beverly, you got someone that, yeah, might not be much of an offensive player, but he really brings it on the defensive end, and that's just not something that this roster really has. And I think just switching out an offense-first backup point guard in campaign for a defense-first backup point guard in Patrick Beverly, I think, really helps out because it gives – a different look. It allows you to play lineups that might be a bit more stout on defense. If you really want to, you could play him next to Damian Lillard um, and use him in a shooting guard role as well. Like I think, I just think it gives you a lot more options and gives you, you know, kind of a pitch that the the Bucks couldn't throw before. So even though it is on the margins, I do think it's a pretty clear upgrade for the Bucks. This Milwaukee Sports Timeout is brought to you by the Potawatomi Sportsbook. Bet on all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig.com. It feels like it was a fallback plan because I think everybody coming into this thing was assuming, and maybe wrongly, uh, that John Horst uh, was going to be on the hunt for a wing defender first and foremost before anything else. And it appears, as you just pointed out, they don't have necessarily a lot of assets to deal from. And because maybe he wasn't able to get that done, then it fell back to kind of changing the back of point guard. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the wings that ended up getting traded, like, you know, throughout all this process, right, there was, um, man, two, two weeks before the trade deadline even started to heat up, you know, Chris Haynes had reported that the Bucks have registered interest in DeJounte Murray. That's great. I, I think if you could ask John Horst, he'd register interest in trading for Kevin Durant. Um, but there's certain things that, that just aren't going to be possible. So you kind of look through all of this, and, you know, a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, he, he doesn't even get moved because the Nets had such a high price on him. The cheaper option from the Nets, Royce O'Neal goes for three second-round picks, something that the Bucks simply couldn't match with, with what they have on their roster. Um, and, and you just kind of go through this, and I just think the, the price for, for wing defenders was, was something that the Bucks couldn't afford. And, and that kind of ended up playing out as you watch the day unfold. Let's talk a, a little bit. That Robin Lopez deal for some 29-year-old European player that hasn't even really played all that much the last couple of years, that, that was just to get a deal done. But more importantly, you know, you, you free up yourself $8 million and some change uh, off of that luxury tax, which is great. But the bigger deal uh, for those that really pay close attention to it is maybe it gets you under the second apron, which opens up other possibilities. But as was brought up on the Green Growing podcast last night with Nathan Marzan and myself, is because of the buyout market and you have to have some, sign somebody under what is it, $12.4 million or whatever it is uh, on the buyout market for the Bucks. does this prohibit them now uh, from going out and doing that in fear of going back into that second apron possibly? Because that's where I guess we were kind of confused. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No, not really. So it, when when you go through all of this, um, you have to factor in unlikely bonuses for a, a player. Like Middleton? Um, so like Chris Middleton has about, I think it's $2.16 million, uh, in unlikely bonuses this year. Um, so until those bonuses are figured out at the end of the season, uh, how the salary cap works is that they're factored into it. That That is just going to be what your salary cap number is in regards to, um, you know, the different aprons and stuff like that. So the Bucks are, during the season, going to be considered a second apron team no matter what. And being under the second apron in regards to bio players wouldn't do anything for you because the restriction about uh, signing bio players that made more than the mid-level um, applies to teams with the first apron. So no matter what, the Bucks are going to be over the first apron. Uh, so so no matter what, they're they're going to be out. Even if they look under the second apron or could get under it at the end of the year, like no matter what, that restriction applies to teams that go over the first apron. So no matter what, the Bucks are just not going to be able to sign um, like a guy like Kyle Lowry. Um, who made I think twenty some million right. um, before that? That's more than the mid level. So they are out on all those guys. I think Spencer Dinwiddie would be in the same situation. He made more money um, than what the mid level is. So no matter what, the Bucks are going to be. If they want to fill that roster spot, they're going to be looking at guys uh, that were making less than the mid level exception before they got bought out. Um, and, and ultimately, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting, right? Like you mentioned, the luxury tax savings and, and stuff like that. Um, as I always kind of try to tell people when, when they ask about, oh, you know, do the owners care? Are they spending enough money? Um, I can only go by actions. So, you know, over the years when, you know, they were thinking about trading Malcolm Brogdon, not trading Malcolm Brogdon, uh, they told us that they're all for paying the luxury tax as long as it, they believe the team's a winner. Um, when it came to Malcolm Brogdon, they decided to trade him so they didn't have to pay the luxury tax. Okay, that told us what we needed to know. That was their action. Um, over the years, they've said, you know, we are willing to pay and do all that, and I think this will be an interesting test, right? Because the, the savings is pretty clear. If you want to go with 14 guys on the roster the rest of the year, you can save all that money for the luxury tax. That's great. 
Um, or you can go out there and try to find another player and fill that 15th spot. So we'll see kind of what they do. I do think the Bucks are interested in filling that uh, spot with a buyout player, but um, you never know how these things unfold. But, and again, you can't know what they want to do until it actually does. But isn't there ramifications to being in that second apron as far as what they can do then next offseason as far as you know, stacking salaries together in order to make a trade and so forth, and that if they're in that second apron, maybe they can't do that. Isn't there ramifications to being there versus not being there in the offseason? Yeah, so once you get to the offseason, there is some of that. And um, really, it's it's going to be probably about how many of Chris Middleton's unlikely bonuses end up hitting. Um, I think when you, you look at some of those bonuses, um, some of them may be about championships and stuff like that, but others uh, can be about games played or something simpler. And um, you got to kind of let all of that play out. Um, and the Bucks will know that situation better than, you know, what they're going to share publicly. Like they will know exactly what Chris's bonuses are and how um, unlikely or how likely the unlikely are to hit or, or vice versa. Um so yeah, I do think there's there's some of this that you just kind of kind of watch it and let play out because there there are very slight advantages um, to not being a second apron team, but there is also uh, it's probably about a seven to ten day window, um, you know, between the end of the season and when free agency actually starts where. You, the numbers will change a little bit because the season will be over and, and you'll figure those things out. So um, it's a spot where the Bucks have some flexibility, but also, uh, you know, the Bucks thought they were going to have some flexibility and then they hit an unlikely bonus when Drew Holiday was an NBA championship player in 2021. So you kind of got to let these things play out, but the, it does seem like there is some possible flexibility, but also, um, if there is, then that means you probably didn't meet a bunch of your goals and you're going to feel like it was a disappointment of a season anyway. I'm seeing a lot of Bucks fans on social media over the last week complaining uh, that Doc should have you know, started with home games versus starting with a tough West Coast trip and that wasn't the smart thing to do and so forth. I guess I'm on the opposite side of it. While I agree it was totally weird to have him sitting watching the other staff uh, for two games uh, in the stadium, which that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Uh, I, I didn't mind the fact that they started on the road because I just think, and maybe you disagree, obviously you're with them, um, there's less distractions, there's more time to bond, there's more time to focus on what you're trying to get done. Uh, so that didn't bother me as much as seemingly it bothers some Bucks fans. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know if there's ever going to be a good spot to, you know, hire, fire a coach in, in the middle of the season. Um, you know, I think when you, you look through some of those things, you know, maybe you fire him, you fire Griff earlier and you get to Detroit and because you have a new coach and they don't quite know what they're doing, they lose to the Pistons. And then after that, you'd say, well, that was stupid. You should have let the old coach get through the game and get the win and then, you know, then get your new coach because you're going to lose those games. Like, I just think there's a lot in hindsight that you can look at and say like, oh, of course, this is what should have happened. But you know, if you're looking at it all the way in hindsight, you'd say, of course, you should have hired a coach that you didn't need to fire in the middle of the season. I, I just think it's it's not an ideal situation no matter what. I don't, I don't think the timing's ever going to feel right. And whatever coach takes over in the middle of the season 
is going to go through some struggles as they try to implement kind of everything that they're doing. So, yeah, this is a particularly rough stretch. You know, five-game, ten-day road trip, a back-to-back after one day of rest, uh, a day after the trade deadline. Um, it's pretty rough. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I think one thing that we've seen, while everyone would like the uh, – all the fans would like more wins, the Bucks would like more wins – um, I think one thing that's kind of surprised me throughout is while the Bucks were losing on this road trip, kind of all of them in the locker room were talking about how much more confident they felt about what was going on, how much better they felt about the things that they were doing uh, defensively. Like you get, you don't always hear that in the NBA when guys lose, they don't like talking about the upside. And to be clear, plenty of these guys said there are no, there are no moral victories and, Jay Crowder's like, yeah, we got to start turning this into wins. But at the same time, I think there's like a level of belief and confidence behind the things that they're doing that I don't know existed uh, before they made the change at head coach. Well, one last thing. How is the confidence of of Andre Jackson Jr. and Marjan Bochep, especially Bochep? Like, I... I can't even imagine mentally where he's at right now after playing quite a bit early on in the season to now kind of watching uh, outside of uh, uh, you know junk time at the end of a game, not getting any run whatsoever. I, I can only imagine where they may be at. Yeah, I think they're two. I think they're two very different players. Um, I think Andre, because of his skill set, is kind of. Just he always has a level of belief in what he does because, you know, scoring doesn't necessarily define him. He can kind of do some of those other things. Um, and because of that, I, I think he can feel confident in his level in, in what he brings to the table like every night he goes out there. I think Marjan, on the other hand, has, you know, had big scoring nights, you know, enjoyed, you know, being able to see himself with the ball in his hands and things like that. And if you are going through those changes in playing time, I think it's a little bit more difficult to come in to a game and be like, well, you know, one of the things I bring to the table is my scoring or my shooting and I haven't played in a while. So I don't really have any rhythm. So those two things are, aren't going well. And then it's easier for confidence problems to kind of build in, in those things that kind of go down like that. So um, I think, and maybe it's also Andre just, you know, only going through this once as opposed to Marjan who's had, you know, two coaches in two years, or I guess technically three coaches if you include the uh, – or four coaches, I guess, if you include the, the Joe Prunty kind of timeline and you include Doc in there as well. So I think it's probably been a little bit harder on Marjan than, than it has been on Andre. Um, but, yeah, it's not, it's not an ideal situation for either of them, especially considering, um, you know, since Doc Rivers has kind of taken over the – the young guys outside of AJ Green haven't seen a lot of runs. And by the way, on Green and Growing uh, uh, a couple shows ago, uh, I, I brought this up. And I, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Doc Rivers should let Joe Pronti coach the All Star game. My God, he was the interim coach after Kid. Now he's the interim coach in between this bizarre situation. If anybody deserves some type of accolades here, it's Joe Pronti, Eric. I think Doc Rivers would agree with you. And I think he would suggest that you take it up with Adam Silver. So Silver won't let him back out then, essentially. I mean, there's there's rules in place around the league that they they need to uphold, and that's kind of the situation that they're in. But yeah, Doc Rivers has been very clear that he does not right have much interest in in coaching the All Star game. Hey, hey man, you know the flu's going around. You can get sick. It happens. Uh, follow Eric <laughs> Name on Twitter at Eric underscore Name. Go buy his 
book, 100 Things Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, which, of course, is read all of Eric's stuff over at The Athletic. Eric, thanks so much uh, for coming on, man, and uh, so proud of you, buddy. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thank you, sir. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.